You know, folks, sometimes I struggle with the argument of consolidation. Allow me to explain. This entire saga that has been unfolding on Capitol Hill over the removal of Kevin McCarthy has brought forward many what I will call rats, specifically of the commentariat type, whom on one end of the spectrum, we see that they are constantly arguing through social media and through other means and even complaining. Why is it that the Republican Party conservatives cannot have leaders that are as tough and even play dirty, even in some instances, as the Democrats do in order to prioritize and enshrine into law conservative priorities and also, in a sense, to fight back against the ever encroaching tyranny that leftists and their allies in this country are imposing, which, as I've stated beforehand, all of this stems from wanting to legalize, as it were, secularism. This is where this all stems from. When you think about, among other things, the push for the imposition of sexual immorality, obviously this is an attack against God's design. I don't know how many times I've said it, but I won't tire of saying it. Many Christians, unfortunately, tend to think that whatever happens in the realm of politics is so distanced from Christian, from biblical considerations, that they don't involve themselves, not understanding that the gospel has absolute reach in every aspect of our existence. Meaning, when we consider family affairs, when we consider relational affairs, when we consider social affairs, when we consider ecclesiastical issues, when we see what is happening to the places where we live, national politics, the Bible has something to say on these matters because the Christian ethic reaches into every aspect of our existence. But I don't know, it's been countless times that I've spoken to Christians where they've been convinced, especially from those that wish for the church to stay out of these things, and we know why, of course, they've been convinced that somehow speaking on politics, involving oneself in politics, is akin to a rejection of the gospel, which is absolutely ridiculous, absolutely abhorrent to what the Bible teaches on all of these matters, because if the gospel is the thing that is guiding your views on everything, including politics, then the gospel is supreme in your existence. Now, having said all that, I return to the point of consolidation. Some of you are asking me, what do you mean by consolidation? Well, when you really think about it, the Democrats liberals, however you want to call them, progressives, they're rather united in their front to try to promote all of these seditious, all of these subversive and downright sinful ideas. And yet, on the right, as many would denominate us, there is what we would call a faction system. Let's call it denominationalism, but with respect to <laughs> politics. And this sort of division in truth, really doesn't help anyone to a certain extent. Allow me to explain. Recently, we have a situation unfolding in Capitol Hill where we see that Kevin McCarthy, which, by the way, we cannot forget that this was Trump's choice. He was the one during the speakership election earlier uh, this year whom pushed lawmakers 
to vote for Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Now, if you've been following this podcast and my opinions on issues pertaining to politics for some time, you'll note that I wasn't very giddy about the prospect due to the fact that McCarthy is a California Republican, which is to say nothing more than a cloaked Democrat. But here's Trump again saying that he picks the best people and yet he puts forward an individual that is not going to prioritize conservative and constitutional republic-minded legislation. I mean, think about it. Everything that has happened under McCarthy's speakership, specifically by the Biden administration, goes unimpeded. Merrick Garland continues to, via the Department of Justice, to persecute average everyday Americans. Notice what they're doing to the January Sixers. I mean, folks, when you look at the news, they're giving pedophiles, proven pedophiles, less time in jail than these people whom were simply walking through the halls of Congress on January 6th a couple of years ago, which is just, it's an aberration what they're doing to these people. This is the very definition of what the Constitution delineates to be cruel and unusual punishment. Not only that, the bureaucratic state grows and McCarthy continues to fund it. Well, the Republicans included. We can't not blame them, as it were, because they're complicit in all of this. And then instead of passing individual appropriations bills like they told their constituents they would do when they originally passed the budget, which was it contained all of the Democrat priorities, as a matter of fact, people like Thomas Massey were trying to the Republican from representative from Kentucky were trying to sell people on the idea that this was a good deal because it reduces spending by 1%. 1%. Can you imagine personally if you were in debt in your personal finances and you thought it a victory to just reduce your expenditures by 1% but yet you were in debt at approximately 30% of your net worth or income? I mean that would be that would wouldn't, it wouldn't even be a blip as it were on the radar but they are trying to insult our intelligence once and again presenting this as a victory. And to make matters worse, as I said earlier, the bureaucratic state continues to harm the economy. They're trying to push electric vehicles down the throats of Americans who don't want it. They're inconvenient, by the way. They're massively expensive. And on top of this, everything through inflation is just growing exorbitantly expensive. The country is suffering. The country is dying right before our eyes, and the only things these people can worry about is what their donors are telling them to vote in favor for. And then they have the mendacity to go on public television, on cable news, and whatnot, and they'll say, we need to vote for Ukraine funding because this is in the best interests of America, when we all know that that's a farce. That's the fact of the matter. These people lie to us and people tolerate it. Kevin McCarthy is the spearhead, as it were, of all of this because he is the Speaker of the House. Well, after seemingly making a backroom deal with the Democrats to pass the continuing resolution for another 45 days, yes, he may have tried to quell, as it were, concerns about this continuing resolution by stating that there is no Ukraine funding because these people know inherently that the American public is against continuing Ukraine funding. Let's face it. What they're doing with American taxpayer dollars is they're funneling it through Ukraine so that they can make it back in different ways. That's what Sam Bankman-Fried was doing through FTX. And the records have been opened. The amount of money that Zelensky is making off of the backs of American taxpayers is not only nauseating, it's downright immoral. But yet, here we have the administration with Republicans rubber stamping this, giving away our money 
to foreign interests and to whitewash, to launder that money whilst America suffers. Look at what's happening through the southern border. Also, that's another problem, one of the massive problems that we have, and the Republicans continue to rubber stamp it. These people, I think more and more people are coming to the realization that Republicans also, along with the Democrats, don't care about the American populace. And I agree with that sentiment. Now, some of you are asking, but what about your argument for consolidation, Geo? Well, I'm going to mention here to end Matt Gates. Here we have a representative whom you may doubt, as it were, and again, they're politicians. I leave nothing, nothing off of the table with respect to different considerations, right? It may be that Gates is doing what he's doing for personal reasons. There have been rumors that he's attempting to seek the governorship of Florida uh, for the next uh, or after uh, DeSantis's uh, second half of his term is up. Quite highly likely. I, I, you see politicians are very ambitious people. I don't doubt this. And maybe he's trying to keep his name in the forefront so he could win Florida's governorship next time, not assuring that he's got the votes to remove McCarthy. Nevertheless, nevertheless, here we have a man who is stating because he sees what his constituents are wanting. We want, as it were, people in Washington that represent our interests and are willing to fight for the well-being of the country via proper legislation and also pushing back against what the leftists, the secularists, what have you, are attempting to do in the country. They're trying to destroy the country from within and also from without. Now, this doesn't relieve us, as it were, the constituents from our own responsibilities, the ones that we have to ensure that we are engaging in our civic responsibilities, because there's another thought process to all of this, and it's something that I highly reject, where we see voters saying, you see, this person has to do it for me. Well, we can also, as it were, take certain measures to assure ourselves that these people aren't tyrannizing our lives. One example of this was during COVID. How many people submitted to the COVID mandates when they simply could have said, we're not going to submit? But many Americans were unwilling to do this for differing reasons. But now we have this man whom is at least, again, let's suppose for a second that this is all theater. Let's suppose this is all theater, that he's not doing this for a principled stand. Nevertheless, it does achieve, as it were, in some way, shape, or form, if they replace McCarthy with a viable option, it does do something that conservatives have been demanding for some time. I, heard, I continue to hear it from the commentariat, from people who appear through different radio programs or podcasts or through Fox News. And by the way, Fox News, as it were at this point, is nothing more than an instrument of the left. That is plainly obvious at this point. But going back to the point, here we have a man who is finally doing some of the things that we have demanded from the legislators that we send to Washington to do. And what happens? Now I begin to hear the commentariat stating that Gates is in this for the wrong reasons. He's a charlatan. This man is not doing what he ought to do. He should in some way, shape, or form just do what the party tells him to do. So on the one end, they're complaining that there are no Nancy Pelosi's for the right. But on the other end, when finally certain persons say, here I am, I'm going to do what you're asking, what you're demanding, then we shoot him down. We eat our own. This is my point of what I say or talk about with respect to consolidation. In some way, shape, or form, folks, we're going to have to understand that we are facing a consolidated front in this country. And the way to defeat this 
is to consolidate, as it were, our, let's call it um, strength, collective strength, to fight back against this in some way, shape, or form. But then this is where you have certain persons whom would say, well, there are people of differing views in the party, and we have to respect all of those, all of those views one way, shape, or form. Let me give you an example of how ridiculous this assertion is. Recently, Donald Trump has gone around stating that the abortion bans that have been going into place at the state level ever since the Supreme Court rightly reversed Roe v. Wade, that ridiculous decision that usurped state power with respect to infanticide, which is what it is. Now certain states are starting to implement outright bans, and thank God for that. Now Donald Trump, who was responsible for putting those Supreme Court justices in the Supreme Court that would guarantee pro-life victories such as this. Now he's backtracking on that because he's more interested now in obtaining the White House. And obviously his, uh, his people are telling him that he needs to win the suburban woman vote again, which are heavily in favor of infanticide. And that's now why he's, as it were, softening his language on the matter. At what point, ladies and gentlemen, do you see that the Democrat Party Whenever they impose something on the nation, suddenly they backtrack and say, no, 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 this was a mistake. We, we should just, we should, no, no, no. You'll note that what they do is they continue rolling forward. This is what an offensive tends to do in war. And yet I noticed that conservatives, and I'm not going to exclusively bind them as it were to the Republican Party because that's an error that many people continue to make. Conservatives, we continue to be apologetic over victories. I don't understand this. You never see the left, you never see the secularists apologizing for the victories that they obtained because one of the things that they do is that they depend on conservatives backtracking. I'm not saying Trump is a conservative, but Trump read the pulse of the electorate and he said, this is the way to victory. And guess what? Many of us were thankful when he did moves such as this. And now to state openly, we need to backtrack this in some way, shape or form, which if you think about it, it's akin to the very opposite thing which has now been instituted. The Supreme Court said send it back to the states and now Trump seemingly wants to federalize it. Some have said that this is just rhetoric that he's using to regain the White House. That way he doesn't lose it, that vote in particular. And once he's back in the White House, he won't move on abortion anymore. Trump is more pragmatist than many people, many of his followers are willing to admit. That's just the fact of the matter and that can't be overstated enough. Now, some will ask, and I'll conclude with this, Gio, what again for that argument for consolidation, what do we consolidate around? Principles, biblical principles. Gio, but not everybody is going to, some will say, some will protest, some will not consolidate as it were around biblical principles. And why is that? I will ask you, why is that? And I argue it's because Christians, we Christians, biblical Christians, are not vocal enough to speak out our minds. If we were more bold, if we were more courageous, and we used biblical truth to confront people with the truth, maybe, just maybe, we might make a dent in this. But the problem is, is that many Christians are unwilling to engage in conversations with their fellow man about these issues because, for various reasons, I don't want to be seen as a pariah, I don't want to be excluded from this social club, et cetera, et cetera, and you begin to ask yourself, where did we get these ideas? We didn't get them from Christ because Christ, frankly, didn't care for public opinion. That's what John chapter two says. He did not, as it were, entrust himself to man because he knows what is in man. And why don't we take a lesson from that? If we are so principled, as it were, 
in the way that in what we believe that why aren't we bold enough to share this with other people if the church were more bold on these issues if the church were to stand strong on biblical truth i would guarantee you others would see that courage they would see that boldness and they would join us and they would say this is the right course of action sure it may take some time but the fact of the matter is is that the gospel transforms lives from the inside out and especially when you speak the truth and you bring that conviction to people yes many will reject it but others will see through proper consideration that we're right on these matters because we receive this from the truth so my point is is that as believers when i speak about consolidation we have to consolidate as it were around biblical truth and promote these things and when there are people as it were that are doing our bidding for us we don't go and eat them alive, as it were, as many of these people are doing. And furthermore, when we see, as it were, that there are those who would eat our own, if we can we can call them that in some way, shape, or form, because they are doing our bidding some way, we ought to denounce these people whom are hypocritical. We need fighters like Nancy. And then when we finally get them, this guy shouldn't be doing this. This is hypocrisy, pure hypocrisy, unadulterated hypocrisy, and it needs to be called out because you're having people within our ranks whom are as it were supposedly demanding something better and when we finally get it we're eating away at the very at the very people whom as it were whom are trying to take charge of this it's absolutely ridiculous this is why ladies and gentlemen i believe that it is necessary for us to see as it were through all of these ridiculous argumentations and see what is at the essence of what these commentariat class are all about you see it's easy as it were to stand before a webcam and your microphone or a television studio camera and complain and bicker like people like mark levin tend to do they scream loudly but they never give any solutions ben shapiro does the same thing but he's controlled opposition that's the fact of the matter same thing with fox news hannity all he does is spew talking points and yet he never talks to anybody about solutions to fight back against this how many times have i told the audience one of the easiest ways to fight against tyranny is to simply not comply but you'll never see that so-called conservative commentariats conservative commentators will never say that that's not what they'll say and that tells me that they're not as principled as they put forward to begin with so what's the solution to all this as believers, we already have our marching orders from the one that we ought to take inspiration from, Jesus Christ. He didn't submit to the system. He called out the system, its participants, and he spoke truth. We have to do the same thing. And also, we have to be observant to principles. I mean, there's sim something similar to this. I would like to extract something from the Bible to make the point here. You see that the disciples, they're approaching Jesus and they're saying, look at these other men. They're casting out demons and doing things in your name. You never commanded them that. And Jesus says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If, if they're not opposing us, just leave them be. And we Christians have to be a bit smarter with respect to these things instead of for the sake of as it were in our minds, and that's important in our own minds for absolute purity, we actually end up being hypocritical and eating away at those that are actually doing something for our own benefit. That's part of the commentary that I have for you on this edition of the ATA podcast. I hope this helps you. Again, if you'll note, we do take time during some of these episodes and some of the articles that I write to comment on particular issues or matters of the day. But I tend to look at these things more from, as it were, a philosophical standpoint, because if they're applicable in things like this, and they're also applicable to other instances whereby we can apply those principles and understand what is the right consideration for these things. I hope this 
helps you. If you have any questions or comments, please write us at info at atapodcast.org. If you're listening to this through the Apple Podcasts app, we would ask you to give us the five-star review. That way the algorithms would pick it up and they would disseminate it to other people. And also, if you have not, bookmark our website, atapodcast.org, and also follow us on Telegram. Our username is atatruth, and all of the episodes appear there. You can listen to them as long as well as other things that appear on the timeline that we give for your consideration. That's all the time I have left for this edition. Thank you so much for listening. Until the next occasion that we meet, may the Lord shine his face upon you. 